We are all unique, and how each of us moves through life by working with the unseen, spiritual parts of us looks different. If one way you access support is through books, and you haven't tried the Soulquake Survival Guide yet, today's a great day to try it before you buy it. Head to the show notes where I have a link for you to receive a free PDF of the first chapter. Enjoy the first chapter, and if you love it, you can find it on Amazon Worldwide in paperback, audio, and ebook. Your journey matters, my friend, and reviving your connection to spirit in earth-shaking times can be a game changer. Welcome back to another episode of Enthusiastically Spiritual. I'm your host, Teresa. A very important aspect to life is rocking your physical body. A big part of being aware of your physical body is through breathing. Did you know that we all take about 22,000 breaths a day? And did you know that your breath can alter your mood? For myself, I move at a pretty steady pace. But when I take the time to be more aware of my breath, especially through breath work, I have noticed how much more connected I feel to my whole being. So like many of us, breathing is something you may never pay attention to. But in fact, how well you feel is deeply connected to how well you breathe. So my guest today is Mary O'Dwyer. She is an expert at helping her clients breathe easier. She's a light worker who guides others to connect deeply with themselves and what they have faith in so they can live an inspired life. She is a founder and owner of Mary's Blue Door, and she is devoted to helping people realize and see their true value, uniqueness, and preciousness. Through her work, she helps her clients heal emotional traumas and release limiting beliefs, which allows them to move forward in life with renewed conviction, direction, and purpose. She's an expert at breathing pattern assessments, and she's going to give us a little little bit of that in a few moments here, and that will help us deepen our breath, which will help you discover how your breath has a power to shift your life today. So welcome, Mary. Thank you. I'm so excited to be here. Thanks for having me, Teresa. And so as I say that, I took like, I think, three breaths. <laughs> so let's start with that assessment, because I, too, want to assess where I'm at, and my listeners will get a really good assessment for themselves. So if you'd like to start by leading us off through that, that would be lovely. I would love to do that. This is one of the first things I do with a client when I'm working with them, because how we breathe is actually very representative about how we're showing up in life. Mm-hmm. And when we can shift how we're breathing, then we can shift how we're showing up in life, which means that we can have the relief that we need today and transformation forever. So what I'm going to have you do, if you want to do it with us, Teresa, and your listeners, is find somewhere that you can sit comfortably or even better if you can recline a little bit or if you have a couch nearby and can lay down. Um, That is great, too. If you don't have that available right now, you can listen to this again and do it again laying down because laying down gives you a, let's say, a more accurate baseline Mm -hmm. uh, just because you're flat. But we can still do this sitting up for those that um, have that available to them only right now. So what I want you to do is start by closing your eyes and just open your mouth. And I want you to breathe in and out through your mouth. 
and we're going to do that because it just allows more oxygen to flow in so it's going to make it easier for you to do this assessment it'll be less subtle and i want you as best as you can to remove any pauses that there are between your breaths in real life we pause naturally between the inhale and the exhale and that is totally a-okay out in the real world but for the purpose of this exercise just breathe in and out eliminating those pauses as best as you can and then i want you to place one of your hands on your low belly so way below your belly button and just keeping that breath flowing in not making any adjustments or efforts just notice is my belly rising on the inhale if it's rising that's great if not that's okay too we're just observing and then you can kind of play a little bit put a little pressure with your hands notice what happens if i put a little pressure do i take a deeper inhale is there more movement is there less movement And so letting go of that pressure, I want you to now take your hand and put it on your chest, kind of right somewhere in the middle of your chest. And again, just keeping that same breath going, not trying to change it, not trying to move it or effort in any way. Just notice what's going on with the flow to my chest. Is there breath flowing easily there? Is there a lot? Is there a little? Again, we're just observing. And then maybe now having a hand on your chest and your belly and just notice the two together. Is there more flow to the belly, more flow to the chest, or is it about the same? So once you have that feedback on what's going on, uh, you can slow your breath down, you can Start to pause again. Um, when you're ready, gently open your eyes and maybe grab a pen and paper and jot down what was going on with your breath because I'm going to give you a couple of things, suggestions that you can incorporate in order to bring flow to everywhere. Um, so I'll give you a minute to do that while everyone's grabbing a piece of paper. Um, Teresa, do you want to share what your experience was? Well, I actually felt more grounded. I felt okay. more um, integrated in my energy. Now I'm, I'm very aware of my energy. So I, I felt um, more calm and just, yeah, just really. And I did feel my, my, when I, especially when I put pressure on my belly, when it was expanding, that felt interesting. It felt like um, a little more like a, maybe a stress or something. I was thinking that what came to my mind is maybe this is what happens during the day when I am coming up against something like that, you know, a stressor or something. And I, and I kind of hesitate to breathe fully. That's exactly. What that's that's really um, a really great awareness because that's exactly what we do. We tend to pull back and contract mm -hmm. and avoid the feeling. And we do that by holding our breath. Mm. When we hold our breath, it stops the flow of that emotion. And so we have to learn a big part of the work I do is teaching and coaching my clients to breathe through those emotions as they come up in a session so that then out in the real world we can we're, we're it's easier for us to continue to breathe through challenging emotions or emotions that we would normally or previously have avoided so um so if now did you notice was there a difference in the flow to your belly and your chest or was it about the same did you I have noticed a, it was about the same 
Okay, that's really good. And that's not unexpected for somebody who's doing a lot of inner work, because that's ideally is what we want is we want a good flow to the belly and to the breath and to the chest rather. Now, if you were doing this exercise and you're like, oh, there was very little flow to my belly, there was very, um, or maybe none at all, then that may just be indicative that you um, have, you know, that you have suffered some trauma in your life and that maybe some things happened when you were a child that made it unsafe to be here. Mm-hmm. And so we want to re- reintroduce that feeling of safety so that you can start to breathe there. And so a really effective way to do that is to just lie on your belly, to flip over, lie on your belly. Mm-hmm. And that's going to put a little bit of pressure on your diaphragm. And that's going to activate it and trigger it to start doing its job because that's all that's happening is that your diaphragm isn't working fully and when we can get that it's kind of like doing that bicep curl at the gym right you're just going to do it breathing on your couch it's going to make that muscle stronger because that's what it is it's it's a muscle and when you do that you're going to get two big benefits a you're going to start taking those deeper breaths so you're going to start going to start to feel more grounded you're going to start to feel safer but not only that now you're drawing the oxygen into the lower lobes of the lungs and that's where those receptors are that trigger the parasympathetic nervous system that's your relaxation response because you may find if you if and for your listeners you know if you know that you have very little or low breath in your belly you may suffer from anxiety you may suffer from panic attacks you may have very little bound very poor boundaries you may find yourself saying yes when you want to say no and no when you want to say yes and then you're not getting this relaxation response so you're going to get kind of a twofer it's a, it's, it's a you're going to get that more grounded feeling and you're going to get that rela- relaxation response Now, let's say you notice that you have great breath in the belly, then you're probably super grounded. You're probably a doer. You probably can get things done, but you may rely more on your head than your heart. Mm. And so you may be kind of guarded in your heart. You may uh, be very confident in speaking your mind, but maybe not as confident to be vulnerable and to let people know how you really feel about something. You might be the type of person that when everyone wants to go out to dinner, says, yeah, I'll just go along with whatever everybody else wants when you really want to have Italian. But because everyone else wants Chinese, you go along with that and you don't want to say, I really don't want Chinese, I want Italian because you, 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 don't, you don't feel safe doing that. And so a great exercise to, to be able to bring more flow to your chest is to sit up straight if you weren't already. If you were sitting up and you still noticed there wasn't a whole lot of flow, then I would have you kind of lean over your knees to just fall forward a little bit and just relax and kind of surrender and just practice that for five minutes every day. And that's going to start to build trust and safety and bring that breath up. And the benefits of doing that is that you will then feel more connected to yourself. You will feel more connected to whatever it is that you have faith in. Um, You may suddenly start noticing that you get inspired ideas because now you're not just relying on your head, you're relying on your, you're opening up your heart. So that's our center of intuition. There's a lot of wisdom in our heart and you'll just start to notice more balance. That is awesome, Mary. (laughs) What I like about this so much too is that, because I believe of course we're all souls, we're all energy you know, in these physical bodies. And it's so important while we're here having these journeys is to be in our physical bodies. 
It's funny because yes. I, I see so many people and I literally can sense that they are not really in their bodies. And so by working with the breath, this just pulls it right down into you. I mean, irregardless of where you're at with your breath and if you can't, you're not feeling so much or you have trauma or stress or whatever, but beginning by even this little technique you showed here or perhaps going deeper and working with you as you know one-on-one or in some of your other sessions and things you have going on can really help people bring that in. And I feel that's where we're at right now. It's, it's not up in the ethers. It's on the planet, having our journeys and learning how to be in our bodies. Since I just love breath work and I have chills as I say that. It's, it's just profound. And I 100% agree with you. And especially in this age, right? Light workers were being awoken. The planet is wakening up. Well, if we're all floating around and oming on mountaintops, you know, we're not going to do a whole lot for the planet. Mm-hmm. So we need to bring that energy, that light energy that we as light workers are so connected to, but we need to anchor that into the earth. And if we can't anchor that in our bodies, we can't do it. So you might have, you know, we might have all those great ideas and no follow through, no ability to finish the project, no ability to uh, find, to even run a business and gain financially from that gift because in order for as light workers in order for us to be able to continue doing what we do you need to be able to have some kind of an exchange where you are able to thrive on this planet Mm-hmm. And that means that you need a roof over your head. You need food on your table. You need to educate yourself, maybe. You need to clothe yourself. And so it's really important that there's a really good balance between the two. Without without that, it, it can be very destructive. Mm-hmm. It's like lightning, right? Light, lightning needs to be grounded. Otherwise, it, so if we're getting all of this light and we don't know what to do with it, we can become overwhelmed. We may not be able to function in our relationships. We may, may not be able to, to share what we need to share and to actually fulfill the purpose that we came here to do. And that to me is also just making it practical, which I'm all about. I don't care if it's energy, if it's the yeah. physical, if it's the mental, emotional, all of it is about being practical in our bodies here and on the journey we're having. Yeah. And if we can't be kinder to people, if you can't resolve conflict within your family, mm-hmm. if you can't work it out with your in-laws, if you can't work it out with your neighbor, if you can't, you know, have a, a really that full human experience that we're here to have. Mm-hmm. And I love, you know, those wonderful moments when you're like, you know, floating out there in the ethers and it's beautiful Mm -hmm. but then when you can bring that into your relationships right that's that's the magic of it we share it and yeah so clearly mary you're very enthusiastic about this and i love that and so (laughs) share with me and my listeners maybe a little about your journey i mean were you always as enthusiastic or did you have to get to a point where you had an opening or how did you get to where you're at right now so I grew up in Catholic Ireland and I was there till I was 22. Mm-hmm. So that was, you know, where I grew up, you know, with going to mass every Sunday, you went to confessions and if you didn't do all the right things, God wasn't going to love you. Right. That was my, mm-hmm. I like to be very clear. That was the way I interpreted what I was being taught. Mm-hmm. And so I was very rigid, like mm-hmm. very, very rigid. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, I came to the United States, went to school, met my husband, had a family, And suddenly found myself just going through the motions of life, Mm -hmm. like getting up, doing the things, 
making the doing the things for the kids, making all the meals, being the hostess with the most, just doing all the things a good wife does. But I was ticking the boxes mm-hmm. and I was feeling very unfulfilled inside. And I felt I didn't have permission to complain because I had everything the world told me I should have. Mm-hmm. I had a great husband, great health, no financial issues, two great kids, two dogs, two cats. Like what the heck was my problem? Mm-hmm. And I did share with a friend one morning, I had this neighbor that was very connected and I shared with her how I was feeling. And she looked at me and she said, Mary, it sounds to me like you're spiritually disconnected. Mm-hmm. And I literally looked at her bug eyed and went like, what now? Like <laughs> to this Irish Catholic girl, that was like, woo woo. That was right. way out there. Yes. But you know, the mind that the, the soul recognizes truth mm-hmm. when it hears us. Mm-hmm. And so there was a part of me that recognized that as truth. Mm-hmm. And I started to get curious and I started to examine that thought. And mm-hmm. I began to see how road I was in my life, wrote in my prayer life, wrote in my family life, wrote in everything. And once you have those awarenesses, the universe answers, right? Mm-hmm. So suddenly I found Reiki and then I found um, an energy work called Simply, it was called Simply Healed at the time. It's now called Simply Align. I discovered essential oils. And I discovered this breath work and each of those were stepping stones. And each of those were opened to me in a way that I could receive them. Because I, like I said, I was that rigid, like you go to mass on Sundays and you don't, I mean, anything outside of that is, you know, a cult. Mm -hmm. That was kind of the way I thought. (laughs) But the lady who introduced me to Reiki, she, or who, you know, my first Reiki um, master that I saw, she had been raised in an Italian family as a Catholic. Mm-hmm. And so when I went to her house, she had a big statue of the Virgin Mary. And so that made me feel really safe. Mm-hmm. And then she was the one, my first teacher to sort of show me how I can have my faith and my love of the things that resonated with me, but expand it way beyond my box. Mm-hmm. And then I found this beautiful breath work. And my first session with this breath work, I was the person that was hit over the head by the two by four. Like not everybody gets this, over this this 90 minute transformation that I got. It's sometimes for other people, it needs to be more mellow. For me, I think God, universe, source, whatever you want to call it, recognize that if I didn't have, that I needed a big jolt and that was what I got. And I got bathed in what I would describe as the love of God, the love of the angels. Mm-hmm. And it was the first time in my life I realized that I didn't have to earn love. I didn't have to get the grades and be the perfect kid for my parents. I didn't have to be the perfect wife. My husband would love me whether I ordered fast food for dinner or made a homemade meal from scratch. Mm-hmm. Um, my children would love me. I didn't have to do everything to the nth degree and volunteer and exhaust myself. And it was the first time I realized that. And then there was such deep sadness and how much love I had pushed away. Cause I was that breather that was all in my belly. Cause I was all in my intellect. Mm-hmm. I have degrees, you know, <laughs> that was what yeah. I relied on mm-hmm. because my intellect was so strong. It became the only thing I could trust. Mm-hmm. And to have this big, huge awakening, I was just blown asunder and it, it that was how I fell in love with it. I was the groupie. I showed up every week. I went to, I did the privates. I did the groups. I did the weekends. I suddenly found myself a facilitator training. Uh, now I'm a group leader and a co-trainer. So I co-teach and train um, new facilitators, which is super exciting. And uh, next year I will be a fully fledged trainer, which means I'll be able to do those by myself, leave my own training. So super excited about this journey and all of the gifts 
And all of that is wonderful. It changed my business, changed everything. But most importantly, Teresa, it changed my relationships. It changed mm-hmm. how I resolved conflicts and differences with my husband. Mm-hmm. Um, I suddenly, not suddenly, it took some time because my I was very guarded in my heart. I was very protective of my heart. Mm-hmm. Um, to be able to share with my husband the things that were really important to me in our relationship um, mm-hmm. on a heart level. Mm-hmm. And sometimes it took a lot of courage to say those things mm-hmm. and to ask those questions and to open up those topics mm-hmm. that I didn't want to talk about. My husband certainly didn't want to talk about, right? <laughs> right. Um, and it also changed, yeah, right? And it also changed how I raised my boys. Mm-hmm. Um, at that time, they were early teens, I want to say. Yeah, they were maybe like 10, 11, 12-ish. Mm-hmm. And just when they had a fight or they were having a bad day, let's take some deep breaths. How do you feel, you know, just, just how I was able to respond to their needs rather than react mm-hmm. the way I would have before. Cause I was, you know, your Irish temper, I was hot, you know, I mean, I would lose my cool very, you know, I'd be fine. And then boom, you know, the volcano, the lid would come off. <laughs> and so just to see the, the changes in my, in my life, because all the experiences and all the things it's done for my, you know, what I do now in terms of my career have been wonderful, but every bit as important is how it practically showed up in my life and really enriched my family life. Mm-hmm. And to me, it's like divine timing. And that's what it feels like. And what I hear you saying is that you were ready for it and you were, and you had the right person that was with you, your Reiki master. Cause that's actually how I started too, was doing Reiki. And um, there's something that's beautiful about Reiki that, especially with the lady you had that had, you know, it's, there's non, it's non-denominational. It is exactly. just energy. It's not like, you know, you're going to any kind of church thing. It's just energy. And so understanding that, and that to me, I mean, I guess when I look back at other people's journeys that I know of also Reiki really helped open a lot of people up. It really has. I mean, cause that's exactly how my journey started. I was a homemaker, you know, a school volunteer, the kids, the husband, the everything. And but I was of, of super unhappy inside and I was obviously something was missing in my life. And it was this aspect of knowing who I am and stepping into that energy of love. Yeah. So I, you know, I have clients that they're not ready to do breath for some of them are afraid I, they're, they're not ready for that. And I've been attuned to Reiki. So I always like to, I mean, people who breathe with me always get Reiki because it's just, you know how it is, right. It's always going to be flowing. Yeah. But for that client that maybe is in such distress or they're just really not quite ready, they're willing, but they're not quite ready. Reiki is a great option because all they have to do is receive. Mm-hmm. And like with my boys and my husband, they're much more apt to take a Reiki session from me than a breathe. Because you know, breath work, you have to work a little bit, you know, you have to, you mm-hmm. have to, mm-hmm. <laughs> you have to participate. Yes. Whereas Reiki, you can just receive and it's so it's so beautiful and uh, actually recently you kind of did a review of all my my reiki my symbols and mm-hmm. it was it was so wonderful to revisit it because when you use it all the time you 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 forget in a way mm-hmm. how special it is mm-hmm. you're not, not forget but you become familiar to it so it's kind of like to be able to like 
come back and be like, oh yes, this is so amazing. This is so amazing. Let me go back to basics again. <laughs> so it was, uh, yeah, it was, it was really great. And I've had that opportunity actually in a lot of my work here in this last month to be able to review and go back to the basics, um, which is just so, so wonderful. Without a doubt. And it's beautiful timing too, to bring this work forward for people. And I like what you said about different people are different levels of consciousness. And like I said, some people, cause I, I'm a diving kind of girl too. And like the first breath work I did, I didn't know what I was doing, but it's holotropic. And I did three mm-hmm. hours of it. And Mary, oh, wow. holy cow. Like after two hours, I'm like, I'm done. Lay's like, no, you're not. And it opened up, it opened me up in, I mean, crazy ways to pass life through this person who I was the practitioner I was working with. So it was phenomenal, but it was intense. But of course, that's just my journey and how I go about doing things. I just kind of jump full, you know, I dive into the deep end, even though maybe I don't know what the deep end looks like, but it's it's my journey. And so knowing that people, there's an option of having Reiki or doing, a, you know, a gentle breath work or maybe more deep breath work or whatever it looks like, that to me is important with um, with meeting people where they're at. And I, I 100% agree. And one of the things I love about breath work is, you know, the breath is the Holy Spirit. It's the prana, it's chi, mm-hmm. it's spirit, respiration, respiritization. Mm-hmm. So it has its own divine intelligence. Mm-hmm. So I know, and I trust beyond a shadow of a doubt that every single client is getting exactly what they need, no matter what the experience looks like, whether it matches with their expectation or not, Mm -hmm. because the breath has its own intelligence. And it also means that I never need an agenda or have an agenda Mm -hmm. because the breath is going to do what the breath needs to do. Mm -hmm. And there's an integrity and honesty about that that I really appreciate because my mind is so, it's so easy for me to go into that. Well, you need this and you need that. And that could be really helpful. And why did you do this? Mm-hmm. So for me, that practice and that trust in just knowing that the breath is going to take care mm-hmm. of whatever this client needs, it's going to meet them exactly where they are at. And it's, it's, it just, it's been so freeing, mm-hmm. right? really freeing. I can definitely for see me that. and I hope the clients <laughs> with oh I'm sure for both without a doubt and right now on the planet and all the changes that we're all going through which I believe that you know change is constant and since the moment we're here to the moment we're done uh, our last breath so to speak <laughs> breath that yes. we're, we're in constant change so it's just you know what does it look like on the planet right now and so accessing breath work and having people meeting them where they're at and all that we've gone on in the last couple of years is a big deal because I think people are, um, are almost at a f- to point of like, I get this, um, I can't breathe, you know, or I don't know how to yeah. breathe because I'm holding all this in with the fear, anxiety, the, the stress of the collective consciousness worldwide. It's, it's really a, um, a time where people need to access their breath as I take a deep breath and, and the diaphragm and really feeling that to the degree that they can go to. Do you agree with that? Yeah. I do. And I think it's actually very interesting that COVID is a respiratory disease. I've got chills. You know, say that all over my whole body, Mary. Yes. Yeah. yeah. You know, there, there are, no matter what you believe about the pandemic, pandemic, whatever your thoughts are. Yes. I, I have a, the highest mm-hmm. belief I have is that everything that's happening, whether we like it or don't like it, agree with it, don't agree with it. It's all unfolding exactly 
as is needed mm -hmm. for this planet to go through the ascension that it's going through. And mm -hmm. so it is no mistake that this showed up mm -hmm. as a respiratory because it's brought everybody's attention to the breath. And, and while my heart breaks and is devastated by all of the loss and all of the sufferings mm -hmm. of this COVID, mm -hmm. there are a lot of people that are on oxygen, mm -hmm. that are being more aware of their breath, that appreciate their breath in a different way. Mm -hmm. And there is lessons for us all in that. And, and it's, uh, it just really hones in that the breath is the most important thing. Mm -hmm. We, you know, we think it's the food. Sometimes we think it's all of the other things. But the breath is the foundation of everything. It is our connection with spirit. It is our connection with the life force. It is the one thing we cannot live without. Mm. Yes, it's the first thing we take a breath and it's the last thing we have a breath. Exactly, exactly. And most of us don't spend any time. I know I was going around at 90 miles an hour. Had no idea what was going on with my breath. <laughs> My, both my hands are raised. If for my listeners, I can't see. Both of my hands are raised. I was there too, Mary. And and like I said in the beginning, though, the times I've done breath work, I, even through like Kundalini, you know, meditation or, or you know, yoga and different things, it's it's phenomenal. It's it's so transformative. So finding the way that you can access your breath. And Mary's got some beautiful um, offerings she's got coming up in the new year in January and February, right, Mary? Yes. So I have ongoing classes online and in person here locally in California. I live in Southern California. Um, I always work, I work all over the world because I travel between here and Ireland where I grew up. Mm -hmm. And so I work with all my clients one-on-one, -on -one, but I do have in-person events in Southern California. So if you're somewhere, maybe it's winter and you want a sunny, a sunny break in the January. I do have an event coming up on January 22nd. It is a one-day event. And we are going to be diving into breath work. You'll be doing two breath sessions. Mm -hmm. I also have some collaborators working with me. We'll be doing what's called mind mapping, tuning into your beacon word for the year, mm -hmm. um, kind of what your soul, like on a soul level, mm -hmm. and also tuning into, uh, have you ever heard of inner voice meditation? No, I haven't. It's super cool. Uh, mm -hmm. the, the founder of it is Jessica Lively. And there's somebody here locally who's certified in that. And it is the neatest thing. It uses breath work too, but it tunes into that little, that inner voice that we have, you know, that little voice in your mm -hmm. head. Mm -hmm. And again, just asks, it's a guided meditation, asks lots of questions. So you get lots of information about different areas of your life. So we'll be including that. Um, it's going to be, it's going to be amazing. It's like beautiful day. And then on the first weekend in February, which is February 4th through the 6th of 2022, I am doing a Reclaim Your Breath weekend. Ooh. And so we're going to do, yeah, it's going to be super cool. Mm. We're going to be diving into all of the aspects of the healing of this breath work, which is the physical, mental, emotional, and spiritual levels. Super cool. There'll be five breath sessions and there's going to be lots of facilitators there. It won't just be me. I'll be leading it, but I want to have the ratio so that for every two participants, every two to three participants will have a facilitator. So you are going to get a lot of attention. You're going to get a lot of small group coaching and it's going to be a deep dive into, um, into your breath, understanding your breath, 
You're going to get a personalized assessment. Mm -hmm. And we're going to kind of share with you about what this is. It's kind of my party trick. I can look at how you breathe and tell you, tell what's going on in your life. It's mm -hmm. kind of fun. And then you'll be able to look at, well, what are those things maybe aren't working for me? Like maybe I'm over having poor boundaries or maybe I'm over guarding my heart all the time. And then we will support you in moving forward in that. And as you know yourself, Therese, anytime you do something intensely, mm -hmm. you know, you just do a deeper dive. Right. And, yeah. uh, and I'm excited. I'm excited for both of those. So they can be found on my website, marysbluedoor.com. And you can also just email me at mary at marysbluedoor.com or find my events on Eventbrite. Um, I usually have them. I always have them on that platform as well. And all of that will be in the show notes. So my listeners can go right to the show notes and find all those links and, and ways to connect with you and, um, and start taking some deep breaths and enjoy life. Right, Mary? Yes, it's here to be enjoyed. You know, I had this download the other night because I, I, I get, you know, like I'm human. You know, mm -hmm. I have some clients that think like I'm always, you know, oming and perfect. No, I have the thoughts. I have the fears. I have the worries. I just recognize them quicker and move through them. Oh, mm -hmm. But the other night I realized it's all a game. Like it's a game. We're here to have fun. Yes. Like, like keep our folks on what we want and just keep that and that trust when we can really trust that we're getting what we want or something better. Mm -hmm. It just like even to say that, I mean, for your listeners to close their eyes in this moment and just tell yourself what I'm getting, whatever I want or something even better. It just, it fills me with joy. I just, I feel all bright and sparkly and tingly. And I'm filled with enthusiasm. Thank you so much, Mary, for coming on today. I, I just have a wonderful time and I'm breathing better and I just love your energy. So thank you so much. It was my pleasure. Thank you. And thanks to all your listeners for staying with us. So thank you again, listeners, for listening to another episode of Enthusiastically Spiritual. And I hope that this episode with Mary has given you some a new breath and some ways to, um, to go about breathing in a gentler way and also a way to release some things with you, with, with your life, what's going on. And you can connect with Mary and doing that with her, which would be beautiful. And just also remember that life is too short to not be enthusiastic about your unique journey. Believe it or not, when you arrived back for another life, you were enthusiastic to be here. If you've lost that enthusiastic feeling, well, there's a way to reawaken it. It's by embracing a bigger spiritual picture of your life as a soul and igniting the feeling of spiritual freedom within. So if you are ready and needing some more enthusiastic mojo for your life, follow the link in the show notes where you can access a free video series created by the Wayshowers College and start recapturing the enthusiasm you have within for your unique journey.